0: few few points. Let me say a prayer and then we'll we'll go into this. God again we just we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to study. We're praying even now God that you give us strength as we, we tackle another another letter of our Father God we pray that all that we say and all that we do we accept when the sign. We're praying as we study, Father God, you will show us what we need to get out of this thing we better Christians, we better stewards of that which we do. So we thank you and we sit in advance, Father God, in the next six, seven weeks and how this lesson will better us. It's so in the advice on Jesus' name, we ask all these things. Amen. 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 What I'll do with this lesson, I'll a blend uh, um, where's me again, one, where's me. That's who I used the last time. And then I'll also use the right now media that some of you all are familiar with that we're starting to use. So we'll kind of blend that, this uh, this lesson, and we'll try to pull cool the nuggets out of it that we can, and of course, use scripture to back up, to back up everything. When we talk about Philippians, and, and we've preached on this, but let me make sure we understand this, Paul, we know, is, is serious when it comes to his letters, right? Um, he's given credit for how many? 13. 13 or 12, depending on what you do with Hebrews. Some people give credit to some others on Hebrew, but you're right, 12 or 13. So that's going to be what? The majority of us the, the New Testament. Right? Um, and most of his letters, even the one we dealt with uh, last time, I mean, you know, those are doctrinal. He's dealing with issues. He's, he's dealing with some real problems. This right here is going to be a totally different twist, if you will. All right? In fact, they, they refer to this as the book of Joel. Yes, we kind of feel this back and we're going to understand that. All right, we, get, we get to kind of see a side of Paul that we don't see in any other day. And that's why he's not compassionate in some of the other day. For the book? For the It's all right. It's all right.
1: It's all right. It's a scary bus. Oh, it's okay. all
0: right. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, they ain't gonna to do um, But again, that book right there, uh, this letter right here, has a little different twist than any of the other letters that he has. Okay. Um, again, the theme of it is going to be joy. All right. Whenever you, whenever you talk about Philippians, the first thing that comes to many people's uh, mind is, is joy, joy mm-hmm. of the Lord. And we've talked about it, right? the difference between joy and happiness, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we don't even go do into that too much. But well, if you're talking about, I want to be happy, then you're in trouble because your happiness is based upon happy stance. What's going on? Right? When we're talking about joy, we're talking about a joy that's rooted in your relationship with who? Jesus mm-hmm. yeah. And so then the stock market doesn't dictate your feelings for the day. What's going on back when I left and I came out of here we're praying for our country, we're praying for our leadership. But they were bringing, I was sitting there and he was really stored. I said, boy. There's one of them down there to watch it. They were bringing those impeachment articles over to the Senate. It was just amazing just to watch it. You might hear about arts and politics. You both you want to. I'm just talking about where we're at. Um, but what I'm saying, if you based on what's going on, on uh, you, if if you determine how you're going to feel today, your security based upon government or who's in office, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You're in trouble. All right. And so what Paul is going to talk about, Paul is going to talk about. <coughs> How we find joy in the midst of our circumstances, and in fact, how we use our circumstances to our benefit. I'm kind of give it away, but you all, we're Bible students. You know this. Where is he writing this letter from? He's writing The key verse and um, every every um, letter, every book has a key verse. If you if, per se. Um, and, and, and we talked about this as, as students um, let me, let me kind of, let's start the year off right a good Bible student will, will will try to find it will it will understand the passage where you're at, right and it will tie that passage into that chapter then you will tie that chapter uh, into the book and then you will tie that book into the, either the Old Testament or New Testament and then you tie it all together, all right, and all that should have a stream somewhere of Jesus Christ coming through, all right, and if you're not able to do that, you need to go back and study. Does that, does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Your book your book gives you three key? Okay, what verses, um, and books, are, uh, some Bibles are different, what verses, just is, is does your Bible say is key? Okay, I've got that. Let me read that real quick. Verse is saying three, and I guarantee it's going to be doing it. Two and three. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Okay. And
1: then,
0: uh, three, two and five. Philippians two Amen. and five. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. I can give that. I can see that being being the key. And then what, what's the other verse that you? Four. Rejoice, yeah. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Yeah, that's going to be the same one that my scripture, my book says is key, which is three one. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Does anybody else's Bible have anything else different? Okay. And what is that? Is that a homin's? What Bible is that? No, 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 no. Don't don't pull it out. It's, It's it's nice in their still. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, so, actually, three of the four we talk about, um, this idea. The first one you have was about stability. Um, I, I can give them that. Uh, but the other three were what? They would wrap around with joy. This idea of joy. So whenever we talk about Philippians, that's the first thing you thought you think about is joy. Okay. Let's. Um. And and what we'll, we'll break down as far as the chapters. And this is just an overview. We'll talk about the single mind, all right, in chapter 1. We'll talk about the submissive mind in chapter 2. We'll talk about the spiritual mind in chapter 3. We'll talk about the secure mind in chapter 4, Lord willing. Yeah, let's do the backstory real quick of the Philippian church. One thing, when you're reading, when you're reading most of Paul's letters, um, keep in mind that it's got a parallel Normally in what? In Acts. Because Acts reads like what? A history book. Luke is a historian, right? So it's almost like their travel law. Alright, so if you've got a good study Bible, it will tell you that, okay, this right here ties into, Philippians right here ties into uh, Acts 16. Alright, so keep that in mind. That's why, depending on your study Bibles, or depending on what type of Bible you have, sometimes it's good to have those. uh, Thompson Chains, uh, home and Study Bible, when the Concord Study Bible. A lot of those will kind of kind of lead you uh, down that path. Uh, Philippi was a prominent city in Macedonia, and it was an autonomous Roman colony. All right, so you had a lot of folks there, and, and you're even going to see it when we talk when we dig through the book. He's going to talk about Paul's going to emphasize his citizenship in heaven. All right, the reason that he does that is because the people there are taking so much pride of, of being citizens in Rome. Alright, Paul is saying there's nothing wrong with being prideful that you're a Roman citizen. but well, ultimately as a Christian, your citizenship is in heaven. Alright, so when you read through the scripture, you see that citizenship, that's where that's going to come from. Alright? So what you've got is you've got a Roman colony. Alright, and they're prideful. They've got a lot of pride in the fact that they're citizens of Rome. A lot of them did military service and they paid their debt and now, now they're they're citizens as a result of that. Alright, so you've got and again this is this is Europe. Alright, we're in Europe. Now and he's and, and want to establish a, a church there. And this is on Paul's second missionary journey and we'll talk about Acts 16. Alright? Let's do this if we're not gonna go through it now, but sometime this week read read Acts 16. Alright? It's gonna be familiar to you. It's gonna be the, the jailer story, the Philippian jailer. That's when Silas and who? Paul. Paul and Silas are in that, in that that's midnight hour. We've heard a lot of preachers. talk about that. That's when we pull all right. down. So that's going to be Paul's first journey into that area. In fact, he wanted to go into Asia, but the Spirit's us and it drove him into you.
1: All
0: right? That's going to be about about ten years before this letter is written. All right? So that's the backstory of about ten years when, uh, when he established the church in Philippi in Europe, in fact, we're going to have our first uh, on record, our first European convert. It's going to be Luke. Yeah. 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 Uh, we we learned that uh, when uh, Paul went into Philippi, that they were worshiping uh, on the riverside. Now, who's, where's my Bible students at? Who's my Old Testament folks? Why were they worshiping in the on the river for They were worshiping on the riverside when Paul found them, the Christians, the believers, those of the land, are assumed to be on the land. But those synagogues means they didn't have a didn't have enough Jews to justify a synagogue, a formal synagogue. And so they worshipped on the river. That's good preacher. I'm gonna preach that one. <laughs> <laughs> and so Paul, Paul finds the believers worshiping by the riverside. Um, his first com- convert again, first documented convert is going to be Lydia. All right? That's good preaching too. Right there, Lydia. And Lydia was prominent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lydia, Lydia just wasn't just wasn't anybody. No. She was a prominent, <laughs> prominent woman. and in fact, she was converted in her household. Her household was converted. All right, and then um, and then we get the imprisonment. All right, somebody who knows who knows Act sixteen. What happens? Paul's doing good work. That's when that de- that young lady who's possessed with, with a demon, right? You have heard about that, and he delivered he through the through the Holy Spirit. He delivered that demon, and instead of everybody being excited for him, what happened? He took games. She was making money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was, uh, what do we call her now? We call her Palm Reading. We call Palm Reading. This happened one up them. Y'all may know I'm not talking bad about her, but she shut down. We just had it right here in Innisfield. You know, Palm Reading, about 4 or $5. What's that? Uh huh, right no, down 27 It's shut down now. No, no, it's shut down. I saw one sign, I'm not making a I mean, this here, was about, I think it was two for three dollars or something, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to, trying to, trying to make up something, but um, I don't understand, but uh, that would be the modern day of what this young lady was doing, alright? I'm not after, anybody, I'm not after the L.A. that was working here in 27, you know. But, um, and so the, the folks there that were profiting off this young lady, they get upset, they do what? They get Paul and Silas going to jail. All right? And that's when Paul and Silas do what? That's when they're praying and singing, right? And then they're delivered. And then uh, what happens? The, the prisoner, the, pri- the prison uh, guard, yeah, the prison guard comes, and he's getting ready to kill himself, and, and they say, no, don't kill yourself, and ultimately they're converted, right? He's converted, and his household's converted. Alright, so that's that backstory of Paul's first trip into Philippi. Alright? so now, uh, when you when you're reading this letter right here, you're reading the beginning of Philippians, and, and you're thinking to yourself, what is Paul so excited? Why is he that was a horrible trip? And Paul said, No, 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 I saw the gains in this. And so when I think of you all, I think of you with Alright? Well, that that's the back story Acts 16. And like I said, let's do ourselves a favor. Let's go ahead and read that for uh, for next week so we understand um, uh, some of where this letter is coming from. So again, we find Paul now in jail, right? It's about 10 to 12 years later. Um, um, and now he is in a Roman prison. All right, we've talked about that. I think that was... Maybe two Sundays ago, maybe three Sundays ago, it's, it's slippery. Uh, but we, we talked about the situation. He's under house arrest, right? And he has those, what, the guards next to him. Yeah, they're chained to him. And so Paul used this as an opportunity for what? A fantastic Bible study. Yeah, he used this as a Bible study. They're, they're whipping around the clock, and they have to change, change guards every couple hours, as soon as Paul gets another. I can just imagine, my baptized imagination tells me that Paul's just sitting there smiling. Uh, and just uh, <laughs> saying, well, let me tell you a story. But that's that situation that he's under under house arrest in March. Alright? And so, um, Paul writes the letter of the missionary. It's almost a thank you letter, sharing of his joy. Joy, rejoicing, her gladness is mentioned 19 times in this letter, all right? <coughs> excuse me, hence the hence thing that we um, that we have, uh, the, the joy, the joy of the Lord. Now, let's talk about real quick, <coughs> excuse me, let's talk about, let's talk about joy. And let's focus in real quick on, on joy still. That's not my term, that's that's where That's where the term, all right there. What's the secret? And I'll, I'll do better. I know I'm to point it when I change it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Joy still And you're fine. They, they've got it. So you're okay. But you, can, you can move up a little bit. Um, but joy still So what is the secret behind joy? All right. According to where Paul does, does this, he points up that the mind is critical. All right. In this book, he uses his mind ten times. All right. Paul uses thank five times. All right? And so we're always going to kind of look at the attitude, the attitude of the, of the believer. John 15 and 11. I should have. Let me pull that real quick. I've got part of it in here. John 15 11. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. All right? We have the opportunity to experience the fullness of, of joy. I say it all the time, many times as believers, we're living below our grace line. Alright? Scripture, um, through the Holy Spirit, has said that we have access to certain stuff. And let's be honest, most of us, uh, uh, we do not take advantage of it for whatever reason. Alright? And this scripture right here clearly says that we have access to joy and the fullness of joy. Right? And that's why we have to be careful of always being despondent and being down, because you're telling yourself. I'm telling myself that everything rocks me to the point that I'm down all the time. now let's, let's be honest. Life is different. All right, and if you come to me and you're smiling, everything, you know, and, and, and and I'm sitting here uh, looking at you, and I know something something's off, and you just sit there smiling, I'm looking at you real funny. <laughs> so life can be different. You have some ups and dance. Alright? And sometimes it's good to be real. But at the same time, if if, if if every time I see you and every time you see me, you know, you know it was up at the office today. I don't know if I'm gonna make it. The marriage ain't good. The kids have to. What in the world does that say about us? Paul is saying, no, 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 you have access to the joy. The fullness of the joy. And he gives us a great example of it. He's right there in prison. He's writing a happy letter right there in prison. And you talk about, look, you talk about some folks, uh, Paul will get on your nerves. Yes. You're not a Christ lover, Paul will absolutely get on your nerves. You know, you talk about about killing? you say, well, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, live to live is, is Christ, Christ and Yeah, <laughs> so go ahead and kill them. Yeah, I'm gonna, put you in a, I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna you. right ahead. I'll give me an opportunity to testify to whoever's in there. All, all gives a fantastic picture of what joy means and what it means to be rooted, rooted in joy. So why? So the question here is, is, sir. Good? Yeah, yeah. Um. So then the question is: So why do we live under the cloud of disappointments, or disappointment? And what is robbing our joy? What is robbing? What is robbing my joy? That's a serious question for us. All right, we have to take inventory: What is robbing? And and they contend, uh, Weersby the contend that uh, we should be able to, if indeed need your joy is being robbed, you can you can uh, look at it, or you're probably going to fall under one of these categories: Circumstances. It'd rob us of our joy, we don't have to. We've got some circumstances, right? We've had some here recently in this church, right? We've wrestled with some real circumstances. They can rob us of, of, of our joy if we're not careful, right? People can rob us. Look, um, I have to, if you, we all have to do it, but I have to be careful. I will give I'll give you an example. Um Monday and I never heard that Monday was supposed to be a bad thing until I kinda of got in corporate America. And the assumption was that Monday was and I mean don't get me wrong, I like weekends too, but you know, I had never really heard that Monday was just a bad thing. And we have some folks that have to come in come in to work and say, Well, it's Monday. You know, Monday. You know, if you're not careful, you know, we had a fantastic day day at church and you're feeling pretty good, if you're not careful, just sit there and go, shoot. That's
1: what it is, one
0: <laughs> I don't
1: wanna be here
0: either before you know it, your confidence and change and responding mm-hmm. right there with you. you have to be careful. You have to be careful with that. I said it I said it a while back, but some people they don't even they don't even want to be right or wrong, they just want to irritate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They just want to know that your day has been thrown off.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, yeah. We have you have to be careful with that. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, how you maintain your door. But you you've got to look as as mature believers. We've got to understand um, uh, the devices of
1: Satan.
0: And if we don't start understanding the devices of Satan, look if. if you all keep, if folks keep coming to me saying, you know, someone sort of got me off of that. I'm going to start looking at you. I'm going start looking at you. I'm saying, well, that's what they do. <laughs> and they've been doing that for 25 years. So now what's your
1: problem?
0: Things rise. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more in get we about that. But, but um, look, there's a lot of stuff that we purchased. And we and, and we thought that we had to have that in order to be happy. And as soon as we got over hold of that. It, yeah. We found out as yeah. now I just need the next version of it. <laughs> <laughs> now the version I got doesn't even work. It that way. and then worry, worry, Rogers. We all understand that. We all had some late nights and walking back and forth. And look, that's walking back and forth, and I. I'll do, it. I'll do it, too, if I'm not careful. That's never solved anything. It doesn't solve it. It doesn't. And worrying about it, it doesn't solve it. So the four attitudes that maintain our joy. The single mind, and again, uh, this, this is going to be ultimately what, the, what each chapter talks about. The single mind, we're called, we are called to have stable minds as Christians, right? As James 1 and 8 backs that up. Paul is living to serve Jesus and circumstances work for and not against us when we have a single mind. Right? The single mind, I, I preached on that the first, the first week. The single mind is whatever the circumstances is, I don't move my focus. Alright? Paul said, okay, if what I'm here to do, I'm here to do the work of Christ. And whatever happens, the work of Christ still goes forward. I was there buying my own business. Now they got me in the wrong the prison. And we know the story wrong right towards the end of, of uh, Acts how he got to how he got there and, and the ship and all that stuff. He ends up in um He says, Whatever happens. The submissive mind in chapter two. Paul, chapter two, puts others second, right? In chapter one, he put Christ first. Now he's putting others before himself. All right. The battles we have because we put ourselves first and are not willing to serve others. Think about that. Think about the times that you. Think about the struggles that you had because because you put you put your your own needs before, before others. Think about the struggles. Think about the struggles in marriage. We put our own our own needs ahead of ahead of others. Chapter two has four great examples of the submissive mind. I know it's a little a little woman here. Um, chapter two has four examples of the submissive mind. Right. It has Jesus. It has Paul. It has Timothy. It has Epaphroditus. All right. Apolodius. Let me make sure you understand who he is. Apolodius was a, um, a Philidian who was sent to check on Paul in Rome. All right. And he got he got sick. So that's the background on him. Okay. The spiritual mind things are mentioned eleven times. Most people mind earthly things. That's three nineteen. Nice the person with the spiritual mind is, is concerned with what? Heavenly things and heavenly matters. We want to possess things and then they end up possessing us. i have already, already talking about that. The secure mind, right? Worry is wrong, is wrong thinking and wrong feeling about circumstances, people, and things. What guards our hearts are secure the mind. The answer is God's power, God's provision, God's peace. Alright, so we'll talk about that again in depth in chapter in chapter four. Four principles to help us maintain our joy. Number one, be sure we are Christian. Who does Paul write this letter to? He says, Paul and Timothy, the bond service of Jesus Christ, is one, right? To all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi. Alright? So we're talking about maintaining our, our joy. First thing we should do is make sure that we're in the body of Christ. One thing that I, I've learned in my own life, and I'm learning watching. Um if we're if you don't have a faith in Christ, then I completely understand why we choose some of the stuff to the keep us afloat. Life is hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't believe that that, that Christ is going to get you through this thing, I mean, you're going to have to double yourself. (laughs) Puss them out on some girls or something. So we want to be sure that we're in in Christendom, all right? Then we want to admit our failures, all right? Um, Are we we sinning and worrying? Uh, Many of us forget that worrying is a sin. That doesn't mean that God doesn't want us to evaluate it. Because Christendom is about faith. All right? Some of the misnomers out there that we just follow like, like dumb sheep. Now, God has called us to make a conscious decision, right? Um, uh, but one of the things that we have to be mindful of is that we pick up stuff that God has said drop long time ago. That's probably the best way. So when you, you sit there, I'll not take care of that. But if you think you can take care of it, go ahead and pick it up and go ahead and carry it. And then Matthew 6, uh, is, a good, is a good background right there. And then, uh, we we're Christians, admit our failures, surrender our mind to Christ today. That's an inventory. One of the studies that I'm doing with the young, you know, young people down there, I'll talk about decisions. And, and making the decisions. That's what we're going to talk about for the next six, seven weeks. We're going to downstairs by you. And, and part of that is, is taking an inventory and seeing where you're at. Uh, a lot of the decisions that we're making right now, um, we've not done an inventory of where we're at. Why are you losing your door? Why are you losing your door? Why am I, why am I losing my door? But what I'm saying is that's a given story. You have to look at it and say, why do I not have joy? I know, I, I think, I should know my place in Christ and my position in Christ. So then why do I allow them to, to rock me at work? Why do I allow, them to, they can show my kids, but why do I allow my kids to throw me off? Why do I allow my, my spouse? You know, you've got to really take inventory. And it was for opportunities for our minds to work. God will give regular exams, if you will, to help develop a single mind and to grow. One of the worst things you can do is is, is uh, um, ask the Lord to use you. And you ain't ready. <laughs> That's one of the worst things you can do. The Lord is Go ahead, and use me in whatever way you want to you we'll ready for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's like asking for patience. God, give me patience. Yeah. Well, get you pay, you'll get you trouble. That's how you get patience. Don't mm-hmm. so through trouble, right? So how do we increase our joy? How, how do we increase our joy? Paul was rejoicing despite his circumstances of prison. His secret to his joy was his single mind or his single focus. That's all I mean by single mind. He lived for Christ and the gospel. Right? Christ was listed 18 times in chapter 1 alone. The single mind is an attitude where it makes no difference in my circumstance as long as Christ is glorified and the gospel is shared. Right? How do we increase our joy? All right? We're going to talk a little bit about fellowship. It means to have in common. The word means Different things for different people when we talk about fellowship, all right? But we cannot have fellowship unless what? Something is in common. Christian fellowship is based upon common possession of eternal life, all right? I can't have fellowship, I can't have Christian fellowship if somebody who does not believe in Christ. Fellowship with the gospel is possible only for those that have accepted the Lord in their hearts. Fellowship of the Spirit is the result of the new birth and the gift of the Spirit. Fellowship of the sufferings again speaks to before itself. When we share what we have with others, this is fellowship. All
1: right.
0: Hope I'm not going too fast, please. A source of Christian joy is the fellowship believers have in Christ. Read that again. The source of Christian joy is the fellowship believers have in Christ, all right? That's what I was talking about when I said earlier, the position that I have in Christ. That's what we wrestled with the whole time in Romans, right? Just, okay, just as if I, right? That's where my happiness was based upon. Was the fact that it was, uh, salvation was worked in me and through me. Okay. All right. So now let's kind of let's kind of break this down. Having one on the mind, having one on the heart, and having one in our prayers. All right. That's what Paul is going to talk about uh, in these first eleven verses. We've already opened it up. So let's go ahead and open it up with the, with the full breathing. Paul and Timothy, bond of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus. Who are in Philippi with the bishops and the deacons. Again, this is the church that Paul established, right? Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord, Jesus Christ. Three, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, for always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Jesus Christ. All right, I have you. I have you on my mind. Um, Paul was mindful of others and not himself while awaiting the trial alone. And that may seem like a simple sentence, but how many of us have been in our in our um, some difficult circumstances and we couldn't take our minds off of what we and where we were at and where we were going. We're talking about getting sick. You can make yourself sick by sitting there thinking about that's one, one, one important part of the body. When you talk about the body, and you talk about why, why do I need to come to church and why do I need to do this and why do I need do this. One of the amazing things in ministry is that when you have a servant's heart, that helps you take your mind off of what's going on with you. Now, again, that doesn't that doesn't mean that we need to, um, you know, we need to try to trick ourselves. It's not a, We're not talking about a hour of positive thinking and we sit sitting there and trying to tell, tell ourselves, I don't have my priorities. I don't have my priorities. You have my <laughs> <laughs> You know, sitting there lying, we're not doing that. Yeah, but Paul understands that, look, if, if I sit there and talk about, if I sit there and yell how unfair this was, how, how unfair it is that I'm in prison, what's that going to do? Paul said, no, no, I, I, I recognize that this right here is not a good situation, but it's the best situation right now that I've got. So I'm going to use this.
1: Think
0: about our, think about our own our own difficulties. Look, let me put it this way. Think about 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, a situation that you thought that you went through and you thought you thought it was the worst thing in the world. And now you're in it, you're like, well, that's what God is using now. He used that situation to to build me up when I'm at now. Or he used that situation so now I can help others that are going through it. It's nothing like being able to put your arm around somebody and saying, Listen to your precious, you're gonna be alright. And you tell them not because you read it in the book, you tell them because you've been there. If you watched him deliver. You watched him deliver, folks, in this situation. But Paul was mindful of others and knocked himself while waiting to try. He had his mind on the believers in Philippi, and the memory of the fellowship there brought him joy. Again, you're looking at that and saying, Well, what's the big deal? I told you what happened when he was there. He was arrested, and uh they treated him bad. Hey, it, unless you understand that this is but for the furtherance of the gospel Acts 16 so some rough times in Philippi but he was focused on the good alright, and we will talk about uh, some of the situations that, that, uh, that happened there but Paul found sources of joy in spite of the circumstances there's a little note right there not that ain't my help, that was one word he said, does your pastor see you as a source of joy that's a good question. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't doing that for anybody here. I was telling you what was in the book. I just, I, all, in all seriousness, so does your pastor see you as a source of joy? Like Paul. Paul looks back this and he sees the Philippian church as a source of joy. And we know that Paul, he went after some folks that weren't in, you know, some of the little letters. He saying, No, 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 well, I think of you, I think of your fellowship. Now they weren't perfect because he, he deals a little bit with unity. So they do have some, some possible divisions in places, but overall, I think I said it Sunday, this is a picture of the most mature church that we have in the New Testament. The church. You have a question?
1: Okay, let's
0: We talk about the financial fellowship with Paul and the Philippian church. Again, the background to that is that this was the only church that supported his ministry financially. Okay? Um, when we look at some of those verses, the six, they can apply to verses or the work of salvation and Christian living as well. Uh, Philippians 2 12 and 13 reminds us that God continues to work in us through his Spirit. So I have you on my mind. Look. So
1: again,
0: how to increase your joy? First, we see that Paul, uh, he's, he's taking, he's not sitting there focused on himself. He's, he's thinking about the Philippian believers in his friends back there. Then he says, I have you in my heart. Seven and eight. Just as it is right for me to thank this of you all because I have you in my heart. Inasmuch as both in my chains and in defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness. How great I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. All right, this is a good question. Can you have someone on your mind and not on your heart? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. In fact, no, I'm not going to say that. (laughs) No. There's been times when most of the folks we had on our minds, we didn't have on our (laughs)
1: heart.
0: Paul had a genuine and, and sincere love for his friends. Love is the evidence of salvation. They shall know that we are Christians, are of the faith by our love. Not by our positions, not by how long we've been in the church. They know that we are set apart and we are different because of our love for one another. So if you have a church, or you have a fellowship that doesn't have a love, you got a problem. Paul showed his love by suffering for them and being arrested. Paul was a prisoner of Jesus Christ for the Gentiles. All right, most of the ones in, Philippa, or in the Philippian church, uh, we believe, are Gentiles. Okay. Paul's trial gave Christianity a fair hearing before the Roman officials. Again, I think again, some background information. Paul sees the opportunity now, being in prison, he not only gets to testify and deal with the guards. He's gonna get a formal hearing. Right? So he gets to give the entire story to the Roman officials. Again, Paul Paul's looking at this and saying, Wow. Most of us wouldn't be looking at that. Again, we'd be in prison saying, Why am I in prison? Paul's saying, Well, I'm in prison. And, 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 and look, I'm in Christ, and so Christ must have me here for a reason. We know we love others by being concerned. We know we love when there is a willingness to forgive. Right? Christians who practice love experience
1: joy.
0: Think about that. Christians who practice love experience joy. I have you in my prayers. This is the last part. This is 9 through 11. We're almost done. I know it's a little warm here. And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment that you may improve things that are excellent that you may be sincere and without offense till the, till the day of Christ being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. Here are my prayers. Paul found joy in remembering the Philippians in his prayer. Look how many of us uh, well, let me ask you, who, who prayed for your pastor? Who remembers your pastor in prayer? Who remembers your church family in
1: prayer?
0: Absolutely, I, did. I didn't catch the last part. I was really too but uh, so no, but so no, it's Paul saying, Look, I'm, I'm actively praying. Praying for you all. And look, what's the. There are a lot of stuff you can not do. What is, when we talk about the body of Christ, what is the best thing that you can do? We really, and, and, and I don't know, but I do know, maybe technology has had a part to play in that. You know where we where we just as a as a society and maybe even in this era we just miss just the power of prayer. Look, the uh, the old church right? and I I'm not one to say you do everything the way they did it, but you talk about some of those, the old church. They were known that if they weren't known for anything else they were known for
1: praying. I mean they had few. <laughs> A
0: yeah. And there's something, there's something about that. Um, we're, we're now at a point, and again, see, Satan. We think that Satan just has to come down and and just destroy you with the big fire and all that. Just take a little, little bit here and there. And what you can see, even with your time. And now we're at the point now where we can't, a lot of times, we can't even sit down long enough to pray. Our calendar is so filled, we're so anxious. Look, Satan, Satan, if Satan hadn't done anything, he'd watch man since the beginning of time. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, he knows he's
0: defeated. And he just wants the folks to join But Yeah, he, he understands tendons. I've said it before. It's not by chance that, look, if you're really down and you're really struggling, and whatever your struggles are, it'll come out of nowhere. You like how
1: in the world do you
0: think? I use examples, kind of weird, but I think we get to the point. My wife's yeah, really um, <laughs> death, But my, 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 some of my struggles. If I'm not careful. I'll be honest, with you. I can be in Walmart at 4 a.m. in the morning and my struggle will come through. i would be like, oh, what in the world is she? She's in the dress. Where is she going at 4 a.m.?
1: I'm not talking about anybody specifically, I'm just
0: talking about it. Yeah. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying they're young. I'm not saying I was in Walmart at 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> what I'm saying is that it'll pop up. You'll be like, where in the world did not pop up out of?
1: Out of nowhere. But there's some things
0: that I don't struggle with. I don't struggle with. Uh, I don't struggle with drugs. So I don't see drugs. Mm-hmm. it's not by chance? Same goes. I don't. I don't struggle with cracking things, anything. So he doesn't
1: see crack my way. Yeah. <laughs> but that's by. Look, that's by design.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the <laughs> devil. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. We we missed that. We miss that as mature Christians. That's why we keep getting tripped up. Mm We literally keep getting tripped up with the same thing. Like how do I get covered? Mm -hmm. We ain't get our inventory, and we've not we've not conquered that. (laughs) One of the best things you can do in ministry. This is good. This is good for us. One of the best things that we can do in ministry is deal with our own demons. Yeah, most of us, if you want to know why most of us are not effective, why, why we're not going as be back mm-hmm. on because we've got to deal with our own demons. Until I deal with my own demons, I, I can't
1: do anything. What's that? It's more comfortable. Yeah, it's more comfortable.
0: But I will say this though: as preachers, we should be held to a higher standard. Yeah, we absolutely should be. Um, and and we're going to be judgment day. We're going to be held to a higher standard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're human, but but God is entrusted what He's entrusted. About four weeks. Ago. <coughs> but yeah, yeah. Many of us have not dealt with our demons, and so that's why we're getting affected. And we may be great to but the Holy Spirit, a lot of, of churches, the Holy Spirit left. The Holy Spirit left a long time ago. Yeah. So Paul found joy in remembering the Philippians in prayer. Um, this the picture, again, we're talking about Paul as a, a picture of of the um, head of the church, if you will. Mm -hmm. The Old Testament priests wore an ephod over his heart with 12 stones to show his love. Mm -hmm. All right? And that's that picture of of Paul right there loving the people even from a distance. Mm -hmm. All right? Paul prayed for mature Christian character, since faith is not scared to stand in, our sincere faith is not scared to stand in the light. Paul prayed for Christian service, healed and fruitful. Alright, so he didn't just talk to a lot of us we pray, we're just babbling. Like, okay, I got three minutes. Let me just get this out. God, uh, and you give some old ropes, and there's nothing wrong with having a routine. I'm not having a routine. Now, yeah? The model of prayer is there for a reason. You know, and, and 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 sometimes we go to it, that's fine. But but us just sitting there saying, God, and you are gonna say God, thank you for this food, God thank you for this and thank you for that, and thirty seconds and we're done. <laughs> Paul right there, you see his prayers are intentional. All right? And I'm not asking, don't, don't come to me and say, well, Reverend, I only pray four minutes. That's fine. Next year, we'll need to pray five minutes. So, this is rough. I'm not, I'm not looking for any type of formula. All right? But what I'm saying, I'm saying Paul right here, he's intentional in his prayer. So the essence, he, so he, he has his prayer form. Uh, the Christian character glorifies God. The fruit tree allows life within to work in a natural way, and the fruit is the result. Spiritual fruit brings glory to God. If you don't have fruit, it's not of the Lord, right? That's that's, that's it. Period. If you don't have fruit, it's not it's not of the Lord. Having one on the mind, having one on the heart, and having one on the prayer. How we start to increase our joy. God, again, we thank you for this opportunity to study. We thank you even now, Father God, for just what you continue to do in the life of your believers. And what you continue to do in the life of your believers right here in this local body. And So we just thank you for that. We're praying even now, Father God, that we continue to grow in you, Father God. You've called us to be mature Christians. And so forgive us, Father God, and we're not growing in the area where we can grow. We're praying and trusting that we continue to walk with us in Again, bless all those that are here, Father God. Bless those, Father God, that are not here, uh, and that uh, are of us, Father God, and that are ours to pray for. We continue to pray for those that are even in the midst of the region as we speak, Father God. Uh, praying, praying for our church family, Father God. Thank Amen. you for all those that continue to make it for Christ's sake. It's in your name we ask all these things. In your name. Amen. 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 Uh, I'll give y'all five minutes back next week. I'm to go over. I'm trying to get back to the rhythm. Was... i right, gone for seven, eight months. I chapter, three. chapter three. no ma'am. Uh, next, okay. We're, we're kind of intertwined. On the Sunday school lesson, No. I'm going to preach Chapter 3 Sunday, Well, we're going to do, we're going to finish up Chapter 1 on Wednesday, Okay. and then, as far as the Bible study, oh I'm sorry, Sunday school, we're going to go with um, uh, Session 2, so and here is, who wants the Bible, this is the Sunday school lesson right here, you can already be looking at it, uh-huh. anybody that's going to be here Sunday school, or who wants to call? It's a good time to come. Anybody else on the Sunday school lesson? Anybody else? Yeah. I know where you live. You make, make sure you get it. Okay, thank you so much. Does that make sense? I'm sorry, I'll be up pretty quick. Oh, very Okay, good. Um, any, any questions? Thank you so much. Any questions? Does that make sense? Keep praying. Keep praying. But that's that uh, Philippians should be a good study. It's a little different, a little different crime than Romans. I mean it's not that it's superficial, but Romans, I mean I was tired every time I taught on Romans. That was just that was heavy. That was heavy. This is heavy, but it's Little, little, lighter area, if you will. But it's some good stuff because a lot of us are resting with joy right now. Let's be honest. And he's talking
1: about it, what you do. And